<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I hated those goddamn yeah, that, shoes. That. <laughs> I hated those fucking shoes. It was a nightmare. Running those fucking chords, dealing with Shane's bullshit. <laughs> Only have three people in the class. Try, oh, God, I hated it. Some of you guys loved that. It was a great experience. Yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, welcome to the show. Awesome. Um, uh, uh, Steve, why don't you do the, do the uh, intro this time? I did it last week. I mean, we can do the intro, but like today, we're sitting down with a friend of mine, um, Jacob. Jacob, what is your last name? Jacob Ramirez. Jacob um, Ramirez. Yes. We're sitting here with Jacob Ramirez. Jacob has his own uh, coffee company called Legacy Collective. Um, what is Legacy Collective? Legacy Collective is a coffee company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, last year, um, or going into last year, I, I wanted to open my own coffee shop in 2018, and so... Um, starting in January, started reading some stuff, you know, reading books, taking knowledge that I had built over, you know, my time in, in the coffee industry and sort of putting together a plan, business plan, writing everything out, you know, and uh, starting to take steps to opening my own shop. Probably about like February or March, it became pretty evident that it's really expensive. Like the, the capital investment you need to open a shop is like so for like a brick and mortar store. For a brick and mortar store, yeah, yeah. is is like anywhere from a hundred to two hundred grand, mm-hmm. even more sometimes depending on you Jesus. know where you're at, what you got to build out, what equipment you got to get, you know the whole the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. That's even like accounting for, accounting for like uh, staff to run the place. No, no, else. that's just like, like that's hey, district. like to get your shit open, like you need Jesus. at least that much. Yeah, so it, I was like. Yeah, I, I don't I'm not gonna come up on that like anytime yeah. soon. You know, I, it's gonna take some time to get there. Even if I'm gonna finance it, I still need to come to the table with like 20, 30, 40 grand. So took so. a little bit of a break, <laughs> scaled back, and then that's when I came up with Legacy Collective. You know, I, I knew I wanted to call it Legacy from from the get go, um, but then I I, I purchased a bike. Uh, it's like well a tricycle. It's called Icicle Tricycle. And yeah, I saw that because yeah, I, I saw yeah. you post it on your Instagram. Like, did you you just they, did you you didn't make it? No. So there's a company. It, it is called Icicle Tricycles, and they make those, and they make them um, um, for all different sorts of formats. So you can you know have a, like a, a really insulated box. You can have one that's you know more just like wood paneling. Mm. You can buy them with like a little canopy that comes up and all that stuff. But you'll pay like three, four grand for like a new bike from the website. Okay. So I was like, hey, that's even still expensive for for me. Like I can't I can't afford that. So yeah. a lot of it was. Hey, I'm going to bed. I'll scroll through OfferUp, let it go, search around mm-hmm. on Craigslist a little bit. And I was originally thinking it would be cool to have sort of like an ice cream push cart and just have like a little nitro keg in there and yeah. do like nitro cold brew. Um, ended up kind of, you know, deciding go a different route. Not a lot of people really dig nitro cold brew. Like you get coffee fans, but nitro cold brew is even more like a niche uh, in coffee. I think so because like it's, it's definitely not um, – an experience that most people are expecting because like when you drink a cup of coffee or you know when most people drink a cup of coffee they want something that's sort of stronger flavor you know Mm -hmm. if it doesn't kind of punch them in the face they're like what this isn't yeah so what does a nitro do because the only nitro like i'm I'm aware of is like in terms of like beer yeah Mm -hmm. which i usually don't like because it tastes a little flatter okay and for for oh because you don't have like that same well it's not it's it's essentially like carbonation but it's nitrogenation Mm -hmm. yeah and like nitrogen's just like smaller molecules so you get the smaller bubbles and stuff like that so with Uh beer it smooths it out but then you lose that sort of like yeah that that, like crispness yeah the crispness yeah like when when you have a nitro beer on nitro it's much creamier it's like yeah yeah exactly that's essentially what it does with coffee as well. So it adds like a creaminess factor without having to add any milk or whatever, mm. but it also adds a, a little bit of sweetness for whatever reason. It kind of tones down like the bitterness and usually yeah. you're adding nitro to cold brew, which is brewed in a way that already is cutting out bitterness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just get this like really unexpectedly smooth, tasty, just like clean cup. But again, most people are like, oh, I want a little bit of bitterness. I want a little bit of that like, you know? yeah, yeah definitely so Hell yeah dude catches people off guard when you're like oh yeah like this is nothing like that and mm-hmm. they're like okay cool i'll have a cup but <laughs> that's about it you know and yeah. that too and it's, it's it's stronger so like nitrogen dilates your blood vessels allows you to absorb caffeine more quickly more efficiently yeah. so you can't drink as much so it's like if i'm trying to have you you know come back for a little cup here and there you know you're not going to want to buy more than a cup because you're going to be pretty wired yeah, pretty, from, yeah. from the one you know 
Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I Well, I mean, from this, this cup, because I mean, you brought us um, some of your copy, and, <laughs> yes. uh, and the cup so I just finished right now. Like, yeah, like, I'm, I, well, I was a little groggy earlier because of last night. Um, no, but no. yeah, no, I'm fucking you are like, awake and ready to go. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, no, it's delicious. So you, you were talking about your push cart though. So how did you, when we, we got off topic. So how did you end up getting the cart you have now? Yeah. So actually I was laying in bed one night, just getting ready for bed. And I was doing my, my usual stroll through OfferUp, And, uh, I saw it right there. It was a little icicle tricycle. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I've been looking for that. Click yeah. the ad. And, um, they wanted a grand for it. And I was like, the price is right. Yeah. And that's significantly reduced from you know from the price tag yeah, yeah exactly i was like sweet so message the guy i was like i can come pick this up tomorrow like let me come check it out if it's you know if it all checks out all looks good I'll, I'll take it yeah and so uh forget what city we drove out to but um my mom drove out because we had to we had to you know take the bigger truck and so she has like a suburban so we just took out the back seat and all that mm. stuff and mm. um we got down there and it was actually at a storage unit place and uh i was talking to the guy and he basically goes in and buys like oh, expired units, yeah. you know. So Didn't they have a show like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Storage wars. Storage wars. Yeah, yeah. All right. well, so okay. he does that minus the war bit. He just goes, yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. goes in and buys them. So um, he had, he had, I don't know, opened this uh, this particular storage unit and found a, an icicle tricycle in there mm-hmm. that belonged to a business previously, um, for whatever reason it was it was abandoned. Yeah, and uh, he was like, yeah, just you know, like. I, this has helped me make back my investment on the, the actual unit. So like, sweet, this is this is what I do. That's like kind of like how he yeah. kind of yeah, you know, makes ends money. meet, if you will. Mm-hmm. So uh, I took it for a little a little ride up and down the the storage place, and uh, uh-huh. you know the gear shipped it fine. The brakes were sharp, everything like you know nothing was like rattling or whatever. And I used to do like cycling when I was you yeah. know in high school and stuff. So I yeah. I was able to take a look at you know the the derailleur, all the you know gears mm-hmm. and stuff, and I was like, yeah, it checks out. Like it needs a little bit of work, obviously, but. I mean, it's it's nothing that I can't do. Yeah, so. but you, yeah, you got it for you know a deal. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you buy the, you buy the tricycle, you slam your logo on it. Mm-hmm. Um, then where do you go from there? Yeah. Buy the coffee or like what was your next step after that? So after I got the car, actually, that was like a, a pretty big capital investment on my part. So I yeah. had to sort of like, all right, cool, I have it. I'm gonna do what work I can on it. Um, you know, right now, so I you know fixed the derailleur up, had to adjust the tension a little bit, took a couple pieces off that were kind of like broken, Mm -hmm. um, and then sort of like looked at the, uh, just the overall layout, and I was like, okay, cool. There's old logos from like the previous business on there, so I can look about, you know, peeling that all off, or I can look about covering it, or what. I know a guy who does graphics, Mm -hmm. and so I hit him up, and I was like, hey, look, I have this cart. Um, I need to fix the logos, you know, what, 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 what do you suggest? Excuse me, he said, well, we can do like basically like a metal sheet and then just measure, mm. you know, the dimensions mm-hmm. that you need uh, and then, then just slap on some vinyl over yeah. the metal sheet and then just stick the metal sheet on there. So got a quote on that. Um, and once I had saved up enough money just from working, you know, my regular job, it's like, all right, cool. Pay the piper, got my panels, slapped them, slapped them on there. And then I just needed to, uh, I redid the, the lid for it. So the way it came before was sort of like a you know a reach in ice cream cart where you have like you know the big door where you can open it and load everything in and then just like the really small one that you reach in and grab like item by item but i wanted something that was a little bit more um fitting yeah (laughs) Yeah. so i kind of like you know drew out a couple designs on paper and decided you know there's a configuration i have i have like one big flap on one side Mm -hmm. and a couple little flaps on the other side and Mm -hmm. i'll usually stand on the side with the little flaps and then that gives me some all right if i need to reach in on this side i open this one or open this one yeah i have like bar space if you will so Mm -hmm. i can set things down and pull stuff out of the fridge um so i bought some wood did some cutting bought some brackets screwed that in and then Boom, that we'll was it. From there. So, um, but where do you get, because, like, I don't know this thing, so I'm, like, thinking, like I'm going to start my own coffee thing. Where do you go to, like, buy, like, beans and, and, and things like that for it? Gotcha, gotcha. So it, it all depends, like, what, you, what you're trying to do, what kind of product you're trying to bring to the table. For me, I want to, you know, pursue the, the specialty coffee industry. So, yeah. you know, there's different ways to do coffee. There's so many different ways to do coffee. Um, I had, you know, probably at this point, about three years of experience in craft coffee so I've gotten familiar with a few roasters you know and I, I know how to like dig around for you know what so I'm do you have to roast them yourself or you take them no to people no no, no, no. Them? so I actually I don't buy green coffee at all so that's what the roasters do so basically like yeah. the sort of supply chain it goes like 
you got farmers who are growing coffee yeah. and those those farmers are you know in anywhere from like brazil colombia panama yeah. you know s- sort of like anything around the equator in africa mm-hmm. you have like kenya ethiopia are two really big areas that that grow coffee rwanda yeah all that stuff so, so they will grow the coffee and then um a supplier gets the green coffee from them or roasters can do what's called direct trade so says so like say that you roast coffee you actually fly out to origin to this farmer you know yeah. build a relationship with him you buy That's coffee so directly cool. from him which is really cool it, it is really cool because then if you're doing that approach you get to make sure that you know exactly sort of like you know where your money is going but right. also you can contribute to their uh like long-term success you know all that kind of stuff so once the roaster gets a hold of green coffee then it's up to them to uh, sort of like do test roasts so they'll kind of like uh, have data from previous roasts that they've done or they'll have an idea of like you know yeah hey they'll they'll do what's called cupping at the farm and so the, the farmers Which is will, the, so it's a, it's a it's similar to French press I would say uh, except you don't like plunge the grounds out you just kind of like scoop them off the top of the cup and it's like a very rich way to taste coffee that's where they oh, get right. all their like little notes that they put on the bag yeah. um, so they'll do that at the farm where the farmers have roasted it so they know like this coffee is supposed to taste this way they'll roast it a certain way and then when you, when the roaster gets it they'll bring it back do some test roasts cup it mm-hmm. and then decide all right we're gonna go with like you know this roast um, and it, you know follow these curves it's it's very like data driven so i mean if if, if type of deal. i mean obviously you're, you're you're doing this thing on your own and there's there's tons of coffee places everywhere mm-hmm. and i've had a lot of shitty cups of coffee <laughs> like if people are getting them from the same farms and 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 whatnot like where is it where where what stage does it happen where somebody fucks up coffee <laughs> because like I, I i think we were talking a little bit before we started recording that like uh, once i started drinking black coffee i realized that starbucks was fucking terrible shit. terrible <laughs> terrible burnt yeah, coffee yeah, yeah. Um, but people love it because they pump it full of a bunch of fucking sugar and creamers yeah. and sweeteners and shit like that. But like, wh- where where does that fuck up happen for yeah, most yeah. people? Well, there's actually there's two places. So one is the roasting. Yeah. You know? So if, if you if you don't if you get it from a farmer who's doing really good work and you don't know how to roast, yeah, you're not gonna be able to churn out the results that you want. You're gonna be lacking quality in the in the beans that you you know produce. Uh-huh. And then from there, you can give it to somebody who knows exactly what they're doing. To the T, and they're not going to be able to, to save it because you've already you know damaged it at that point. Yeah. But the same goes for hey, you can be roasting and be like the best at what you do, but if you don't have somebody who knows what they're doing to prepare it, you're also losing out on quality there too. So it it's kind of on both sides of that fence. Yeah. Um, you, you got the roasters, and then you got the like sort of people who are actually making your cup that need to know what are going on exactly. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. But um, so let's. I don't, know, I don't want to say get deeper, but as long as I've known you, because uh, me and Jake, we met in um, college at uh, uh, Laverne um, in, in their uh, TV and film program. And we were doing a couple projects together. Um, award-winning filmmakers, if, if we will. Hello. If we will, if we will. <laughs> that is uh, true. Yeah. That is true. We definitely did. We are award-winning <laughs> filmmakers from uh, Laverne. Um, terrible we got an editing award for some shitty <laughs> hey, hey, experimental film that we did um but uh yeah ever since i knew you there you're always in the coffee yeah like, you're always like uh yeah, kind was... of a coffee <laughs> snob because i remember i offended <laughs> i offended the shit out of you because we were talking about uh coffee and i think it was around the time a little before i started drinking black coffee and like oh you work at starbucks i'm like yeah i can't drink a coffee and you agreed that starbucks is yeah shit and then i just made a suggestion you know what coffee i really kind of like um like that brazilian bold coffee from 7-eleven <laughs> And like just the uh, look of fucking disappointment and disgust wow. on Was your face. Was it that face. obvious? It just oh no, <laughs> you made it completely obvious. Like no, bro, like you're fucking out. Oh like, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like need that, you know? I didn't know. See, uh, since then, I mean, I've I've kind of like reevaluated my own relationship with coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like for me, it's it's something that's like a crucial part of everybody's day. You know, like so many Americans, so many people all over the world have you know they'll wake up they'll have a cup of coffee if mm. you don't have it when you wake up you have it in the afternoon or you have it before you go to bed if you're f- fucking crazy yeah. <laughs> um you know but everybody has their uh, you know their ways that they like to brew it some people like to be more economic with the coffee that they drink some people like to really splurge on the coffee that they're drinking some mm. people just like an average cup of joe yeah and you know what I, I I'm done shitting on people for the coffee that they drink. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. you know what? Drink what you want. Yeah, um, drink so much of it. Too. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, 
Like, well, but I think I think at the same time people don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know yeah. what's good because yeah, we're, we're fed point. like yeah. their usual stuff. Like mm-hmm. even you know, it's just like yo, I'm at a diner. Like just give me you know a pot of regular. Like right. yeah, I'm exactly. getting my coffee at Seven Eleven in the morning trying to get to work. So I didn't know. It's the same thing like because Javi's a, a brewer. Okay. So it's my same thing with beer. Like when I started right. drinking beer in high school. Who didn't? Who does it? Yeah. Who did, who like didn't? literally every interview I've ever done with a beer professional is like, oh, you know, I started drinking at 21. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. No Be one. Be honest. So, Some people do. So but. when I was in high school and I was uh, sh- uh, forcing down Coors Lights, right. um, <laughs> those were just normal things. And I remember the first time I had like uh, a decent beer. Yeah. Uh, different experience. Yeah, it was a different experience, and I didn't like it because I was used to drinking shit. Ah, right. Like, I'm, I'm drinking Coors Lights, and then one time my senior year, there's a Sam Adams Cream Stout. I'm like, oh, that sounds like it would be fun cream style and it was just like this is well, we're terrible. going from course to a cream style exactly right? you're in yeah, for, you're in for an awakening yeah <laughs> so no i've i've learned and so i can you know i, I i'm not a beer snob but like i like higher quality beer and i yeah, can taste the difference definitely. between beers even if it's different ipas like you can you can hit, feel that and i don't think people have that well some people do like you yeah. have that with coffee and so that's but i diff- i didn't Oh, I, didn't, I didn't. So where did that come? That. When when did that come in? Starbucks play? actually. So oh it's really? Because like I used to I used to hate coffee. Like growing up, you know, I try a sip of my dad's on the you know Sunday mornings or mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. and I'm like what the hell? What? Yeah, like how do you drink, drink this? this shit? Yeah, well, the same way when I was a kid. And um, it wasn't until I started working at Starbucks, and I I only started working there because I was I was working two jobs at that point, so I, I started at In and Out, and I was like, yeah, I need to make a little bit more money to pay for Vern because you know yeah. how expensive that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a job at Starbucks, and then. Um, Remember there was this one night I, I worked nights over there, um, and one of my coworkers was like, "Oh, have you done a, a, a cupping?" And they do them a little differently at Starbucks, and I was mm-hmm. like, "No," or no, 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 a tasting. I'm sorry, yeah, a tasting. And I was like, "No, what, the, what, what is that?" He's like, "Oh, well, we make a French press and like we pair it with a, with a pastry, and then like you know we kind of analyze the flavor that we that we have in the in the coffee and yeah. how they interact." And I was like, "I don't like coffee, but I'm down to try it." And Dude, I forget what it was. I think we had like banana bread and mm. like some dark roast surprise at Starbucks. Yeah. And um, even just trying it, you know, by itself, which you're supposed to do, and then trying it after having a bite of the banana bread, I was like, whoa, world's different. Yeah. I, I'm not only getting different flavors from the banana bread, but I've got different flavors from the coffee. And I was like, this is interesting. Definitely not, you know, something that I'm going to be just doing, but I could see like yeah. doing this yeah. every now and then and sort of like trying something new out. And so, um, I started drinking coffee working there, mm-hmm. but I would, you know, I would put, you know, sweetener and stuff in there. I would, I, um, eventually I left in and out, started working there in the mornings. So I would go in and I would be opening. And so I'd get in there, uh, start the machine, you know, let it clean and all that stuff. And as soon as it was done cleaning, I'd pull myself like four shots. Yeah. With shots, like, shots, yeah, shots. no, dude. And it, it would be gone within like, you know, an hour or two. And then on my lunch, I'd have another coffee with usually like an yeah. iced coffee or something, but I'd still, you know, throw some syrup in there. And then uh, when I would leave, I would get another four or five shots Jeez. with some syrup. Yeah, so I was definitely yeah. like, God damn, very wired. Yeah. But I started noticing like, oh, hey, look, I'm like, I'm gaining a little bit of weight. I don't feel so great. Like my stomach's hurting. And so I'm going to cut back on the sweetener. So I started like easily like kind of dialing out the sweeteners, like half the amount, half the amount. And just sort of until I got to like drinking black coffee. And I didn't really start actually enjoying it until I moved stores and they have what's called a clover machine. And so it's kind of like an inverted French press slash pour over slash like, I don't know. It was, it was very high tech. Okay, so I'm going to say something very ignorant because I don't know these things. What's that? Okay, so you have a pour over. Yeah. Where basically, you have a thing you put on top of the cup, you pour yep. the water over. Yep, yep. What the fuck is the difference between like a pour over mm-hmm. and then if you have a regular coffee machine mm-hmm. that's basically, a, isn't it basically the same thing like a pour over? It's similar. So you're still running it through a paper filter and all that stuff. But the thing is with, uh, with like a batch of brewer, we'll call it, like, mm-hmm. you know, your regular kind of coffee pot that you have at home, you are not able to control the water aspect of it it's yeah. just you press the button and then like water spews out and so like there's a lot that goes into like coffee extraction um agitation is one of those key things and mm. with a, with a pour over you can control you know uh making sure that the the grounds are evenly wet everything's like evenly agitated versus with a, a batch brewer it's just a cascade of water that just goes down so right. some okay. of them have like a certain area where like more water will flow than another and so then what's going to happen there is like the, the area where the water flows more heavily is going to get over extracted and mm-hmm. places where like the water doesn't flow as heavily or as yeah, equally or whatever, yeah. it's going to be under extracted. So then you have a cup that's going to be like just this weird sort of medley of like under extracted, over extracted flavor. And that's where a lot of people get like their sort of like bitter 
coffee yeah. standard type of thing because mm-hmm. it's like oh that if you're making coffee at home in the coffee pot it's going to be very hard for you to get a cup that's not terribly bitter mm-hmm. you know what i mean okay yeah so it just gives you more control basically in the, in the v60 Okay. There's sense. a lot of similarities as, as you talk. I'm like, wow, this, you, you can easily flip the conversation about beer and it's like the same fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, for you personally, like, uh, what was your, so that was, would you consider that your aha moment when you did that tasting and you kind of like got into coffee? Yeah. I think that was like sort of the, uh, the catalyst for like, you know, getting interested in it. Cause then it was like, oh, huh. Like I wonder, you know, what, what, what this coffee would taste like with, this pastry instead mm-hmm. or whatever you know and so I st- and especially when I got when I got my hands on the clover machine that was cool because it w- Starbucks did the coffees that were offered on the clover a little differently so yeah. they were still a little over roasted yeah. but they weren't over roasted to the extent that like you know their regular offerings are so you get a little bit more of those finer flavors and then they would have like this, this the machine would have like special settings that would really like accentuate the flavors of those coffees so I would I would just have my my breakfast and a black cup of coffee and yeah. try it out and I like started really picking up on like all these different flavors. I was like, oh okay, I do see where you're getting that like strawberry note, you know. And yeah. Before it was like, oh, I'm drinking coffee. It tastes like yeah, coffee. Yeah, tastes to like me. coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 then further just exploring that, I was like, huh, like I wonder, like now that I actually like coffee, why not go to a coffee shop other than Starbucks and try something out? And then I started getting into like you know the craft side of things. So yeah. where, where people are doing more. Uh, like V60 style pours for like your black cup of coffee or even the espressos pulled differently to right. really like make sure that you're pulling those flavors out mm. that you know you, you're, you're seeking to enjoy. Okay, so is that something you do with your own coffee that you're doing? Yeah, so I don't get to, I don't get to use the espresso machine because <laughs> yeah. it's cold brew, but I do get to decide, um, you know, who I'm getting my beans from. So like what roaster Yeah. Um, and then sort of what I'm doing throughout my brewing process to bring out the flavors that, mm-hmm. you know, are supposedly in those beans, you know, bring out the mm-hmm. flavor that I want to, that I want to bring. So this particular coffee we're enjoying. Is yeah. I was, I was actually asking to get another cup. <coughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it good. It's uh, it's very smooth. Yeah. I'm sure you guys can agree, right? Oh, absolutely. Nice and flavorful, but it's not like overbearing. So I got a little close there. What, um, um, what beans are these? So these are from El Salvador. And uh, this this batch was steeped for 27 hours. Mm. So um, the nice part about doing cold brew has been um, getting more familiar with the brewing process. And I actually was talking to somebody, uh, he wants to be a sommelier. Mm. And he was telling me about, you know, how the process for wine is, you know, it's very long yeah. <laughs> and it takes Super a while long. and they'll store it underground to keep like temperature control and yeah, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I was they, thinking, no. and you won't even know like if it turns out good or not like, until oh you actually God, try it. Yeah. I was like, dude, this sounds so stressful, but it, like talking to him about that kind of gave me some ideas. And so I have always been, um, I've, I've, like, as I make a batch of cold brew, uh-huh. I'll taste it throughout the time that it's brewing. So yeah. I'll throw it on. And then I'll try it sometimes like an hour or two after it's started brewing. And it's definitely not ready at that point. You know, you're yeah. still lacking a lot of flavor. But you get like a, a sort of like tea-like delicacy to it. And it's not terrible. It's, mm. it's actually like pretty good. And it's it's more refreshing. Mm. Definitely not going to be a strong caffeine or flavor or whatever. But it's, it's cool uh, to sort of like see how the flavor progresses from one hour to the next. So I'll come back, you know, try it four or, or five or six hours. And then maybe like about eight or ten. Or, yeah you know, so on throughout the process and seeing like how the flavor develops over time. It's helped me get more familiar with uh, identifying under extraction, which is something that you're trying to cut out as you're brewing like, mm-hmm. you know, a good cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, I haven't hit over extraction yet, which is good because, you know, I'm, I'm like tasting it as it's progressing yeah. through the under extraction. And so you're, you're always there. Yeah, like, exactly. Like as you're extracting, it's going through the process of being under extracted mm-hmm. and then it's, properly extracted and anything further than that you're moving into over extraction and that is when your bitter flavors start developing okay so extraction works in phases you you're developing acids sugars and then bitters mm-hmm. uh for extraction for yeah. coffee so if you can cut out the the bitter section of extraction you're gonna have far less bitterness the reason why there's like even a remnant of bitterness in the cup of any coffees because like when you're grinding it not every particle that you grind is going to be the same size. Yeah. So there are going to be like what's called micro fines 
that are getting over extracted, but that's but inevitable whole, yeah, unless you do like um, density separation or yeah. you know something like sifters. But I've read up on on that because you would think like, oh well, if I just take out like those microfines and but yeah, how are you really gonna dig all that shit well, out? There's yeah. people who have done it. I mean, you oh, just really? run, yeah, you just run a, a sifter and you get out all the size um, stuff oh, that you don't yeah. really want. But then they 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 talk that the body is not the same. Yeah. So then you have something that's like thinner. Uh-huh. Like maybe it's sweeter or whatever, but it's lacking something. And so mm-hmm. like it's kind of like, hmm, I guess you, you really do need like a little bit of a spread, you know, yeah. some, some stuff that's like way too small and then some stuff that's like just the right size, but blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So let's go back. So you get your tricycle, get your logo on it, mm-hmm. modify it to the way you want. Yep. Um, and so now where's the business at now? Like how are you like getting out there? So um, a lot like I'm, I rely on word of mouth at this point right now, yeah. and I've had a couple discussions, you know, like with friends. Oh, why don't you put like an ad on Facebook or you know an ad here, or ad there? Yeah. And my whole take on it has been I don't want to do that and then sort of like grow too quickly where I can't like meet that demand and yeah. still like be able to offer what I want to offer and like you know sort of the the service that I want to you know offer. Yeah, because you're doing you're doing kind of like a, like smaller events now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've been um, you know I, I, I unfortunately wasn't able to like get as much momentum going last year just due to my, my job and stuff. Yeah. But I, I recently left and so since then I've been able to like put a little bit more effort into like all right, booking an event or getting out here or there. So actually this month I had or no, I'm sorry, I've had one in January, I had like a little uh, event that I got to cater and that was more of like an open bar setting. So uh, the the folks who hired me paid a flat rate and I showed up with coffee with some snacks and all that stuff and it was nice because the participants in the event just come up, tell me what they want. Boom, yeah. here you go. Simple, nice. I got to connect with people, you know, and yeah. hang out. And, like, that. that's awesome. – honestly, that's, like, the, that's the dream right there. You um, have business cards and shit that you hand out. Yeah, already. I do. I okay. do. Yeah. Um, so I had a couple, like, you know, lined up and all that stuff. Mm. I just did one yesterday, actually. Mm. Um, I have a friend, uh, and he's actually a regular from, like, when I was in uh, – when I was at Starbucks. And uh, when I started doing my – delivery of, of the coffee yeah um, he hit me up and was like hey I'll take a bottle and at first I didn't know who it was because he hit me up through his like business Instagram yeah and as soon as I walked into his shop I was like ah, ah, there you I are. know <laughs> you <laughs> my boy so uh, he his his uh, he's got a candy shop in Chino um, he sells like Mexican candy and stuff like that mm. he'll, he'll actually go down to Mexico and like purchase it and bring it back up here um, his store just had like their first anniversary of being open there. Yeah, so cool. they were having a celebration yesterday. He invited me out to like sell sell coffee at the event mm. and uh, it was nice, it was successful. Got to, you know, meet a couple people, got to connect with folks and just be a part of like, you know, some other, you know, vendors being there and mm. that was pretty sweet. I have something hopefully on the calendar for March. I might be like helping out doing like more of an open bar setting as well um, for like okay. a grand opening. For like a few hundred people, so I'm hoping that I can land that gig. And then yeah, have you ever thought about like doing like any kind of like local like farmers markets or I things have. like that? Yeah, I have. Um, part of the holdup for that has been uh, you need to have like your permits and stuff. And so yeah, I'm still a lot of wait, wait. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. I thought like they um they recently like yeah because because technically you're a street vendor yeah because I thought they like. I thought I, I don't know if it's just LA or LA County where they were like mm-hmm. oh yeah the street vendors don't need like permits anymore am I am I thinking something no, else? No, I'm, I'm almost not sure. I, I I heard about it but I haven't got a chance to do enough reading, dude. Like um, that happened what like January sometime. I think so. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was like fairly recently and it's you know how it is. It's busy and yeah. so I haven't had the time to like actually sit down and like look into the specifics of that. And I don't want to like you know assume and then have like my cart seized yeah, yeah. good season i'm like hey yeah that would definitely suck so mm. in the meantime um if i don't roll the cart out i just do delivery like week to week like, yeah. i have a fresh batch of, hey who wants them and i'll deliver to your work to your house whatever mm. and in the meantime like for for the for the cart i've been wanting to actually just kind of like roll around in town not necessarily set up like at an event but yeah. just like hey i'm gonna be out on the streets today like if anybody wants some coffee come find me i'll be posted up here yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's like, that'd be a smart that'd be a smart marketing campaign. i mean yeah because that's when uh that's that. basically what happened with what uh koji right um the, the oh, koji the, the truck, truck. The, yeah. the, which one uh it's like the, the korean uh yeah, mexican the korean infusion they started with just like a truck uh and they would just like put on twitter like hey we're gonna be here we're gonna yeah, be yeah. parked here and then people would show up and then they got a couple more trucks and got a brick and mortar shop and mm-hmm. they're, they're who they are now i think it's uh roy roy Choi. yeah i think something so. like that and we started that but so yeah it's basically kind of like what you're doing now which is pretty awesome yeah so that's uh, my my goal is I want to you know try to just ramp up like you know what I'm doing. So 
first quarter I had a few goals for myself, you know, just like get a, a vending gig or, you know, mm-hmm. something where I can roll the card out once every month. So, yeah. so far, so good. Uh, well, I got to get March lined up, but if that's the case, then all right, my first quarter goal for like, you know, having the cart roll out once per month at least yeah. is hit. And then uh, second quarter, I'd like to, you know, try to double that. You know, I, I want to try to add like maybe one or two people to the team this year yeah. as well, just to like sort of expand who we're able to serve and then, you know, allow them to say, hey, look, like you have somebody who wants the cart. You want to borrow the cart for the night. Cool. Like, here you go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll all contribute to. Yeah. Because you know, like you said, you still have another job. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So you can always at least have something out. Yeah, exactly. Out exactly. There. So yeah, that's pretty smart. I mean, it's an interesting time, I feel like, because now, you know, if you go to any random neighborhood in L.A., there's probably a neighborhood coffee shop, an independent one. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I mean, I'm looking at statistics right now, uh, especially coffee shops, uh, sales are increasing by 20% every single fucking year. Yeah. Every single yeah, it's, year. It's very, very much growing. And um, in some of the research that I was doing last year to sort of like put my business plan together, um, the specialty sector of coffee is growing much, mm-hmm. very similarly to how the specialty beer industry is growing. Oh, yeah. You know, where it's like, hey, look, like you're moving away from these like sort of big players, if you will, mm-hmm. who are, you know, just offering like a very consistent but like you know okay yeah, boring right. kind yeah of exactly thing. to hey look like there are people who are delving into the craft and like you know seeking mm-hmm. for ways to make coffee better and like do it in a more efficient way or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. and that that whole side of things is, is steadily ramping up and uh it's awesome to be like part of that and it's a very cool movement like i think in the nation like people our age or like um, young people are like there's more alternatives to than just like the Bud Lights and the Starbucks of the world. Now there's mm-hmm. like the other other options that are actually better. And yeah, like, like I don't have to take what you're giving me. Like, right, I want to have a choice and get something better. Like Bud Light is not good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a like it's hey, a well made. <laughs> it's consistent. Like no matter what, anytime you open a Bud Light, you can, know what you're It's gonna be fucking Bud Light. Yeah, and then I. Give them all the credit in the world. It takes a lot of skill to do that. Yeah, they've been it's around for hundreds of years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, everything. I think Steve and I were discussing this while you were you were running doing your run. It's like we're <laughs> we're moving into this sort of time where people are not okay with just here's my money, give me the thing now. The mm-hmm. people want to know more of like what's behind it. You know, right. what's yeah. the process like? Why am I tasting this? You know, what's going on? And even aside from what am I tasting this? Like, what? Who is this? Uh, who is my dollar benefiting? You know, right. there's this humanization that's happening uh, of companies, and so um, personally, you know, I, I definitely want to like keep that sort of uh, vibe, if you will, going as I you know continue to progress and hopefully grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and just say, hey, look, like, be transparent, be real, you know, be candid, because people are able to tell if you're being fake, you know, yeah, or yeah. being being genuine, and it, it makes a difference, you know, and like you might get that dollar today. But if you're fake or you're deceiving or whatever, like you're not yeah. going to continue to earn that dollar. And even more so is like you don't have the chance to build that relationship. And that's what, it, to me, what, what coffee is, is about, you know, like that sort of industry. Like it doesn't matter what side of the bar you're on. There's a relationship that's happening. You know, mm-hmm. if you're coming into my shop every day mm-hmm. for your morning cup or for your afternoon cup or whatever time it might be, there's like a relationship there. You know, I want to know how your day is going. I want to yeah. know, you know, how your how your business endeavor is going. How's your family doing? That kind of thing. And so people want to engage in in interactions that are more like that. Yeah. And I actually recently went back to work at Starbucks for a little while because uh-huh. I was I was in need of a second job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, like I've had some time away. I've I've learned how to you know be a better customer server. Um, you know, and 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 you know. I feel like I can bring something more valuable to the table. Yeah. And I got in there, and from day one, it was like, it, from the minute I stepped on the floor uh, from being back, I was like, you know what? Like, it's just not set up in a way to do that. Yeah. It's just not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's reached this point of um, volume and what they expect you to do and how many people they give you. Like, I was having my manager tell me, like, oh, you know, like, what are some things that you think that you need to work on? And I was like, I don't know, like, this is my third day. And she was yeah. like, well, you know, I think you can work on, you know, connecting more with customers. We were watching, and, you know, like, you're kind of inconsistent with that. I'm like, well, you know, it's not like I have, like, 
you know, 20 drinks in the queue that need to get made. And I got people standing here tapping their foot and it's like yeah. 730 in the morning and I haven't had breakfast. Like, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not a, a way that's conducive. Which I don't, look, look, which I don't <laughs> fucking understand. I'm gonna, look, look, I, I've worked, I've worked uh, retail jobs, I've worked customer service jobs, I've been in that, that area and I've had those fucking bosses where it's just like, yeah, you got to connect with the customer more. Like, bitch, I got like 30, <laughs> I got like 15 orders here. I don't have a time. I'm saying please and thank you and I'm being nice to yeah, me. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. see that. And yeah. mo- most normal like, people will be like, oh shit, they're busy. I don't want to be fake, you know. Yeah, that's, I'm not going to be fake, yeah. but like most people were coming in and seeing like, oh, the, he's swamped and he's like here by himself, so I'm going to let him do it. I him. noticed not, most people have pity. Most people, yeah. they'll, they'll have pity. I mean, there are some people who are still just like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. my fucking time, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Like, where's my shit? And it's just Definitely. like, but like, People suck. I, 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 oh God, I, I just, yeah, I've been in that yeah. service uh, area, and I don't want to go back for like reasons like that. I understood what she was saying, you know, and, and that that that's the reality. And, and like, it wasn't feedback that I would have just given myself. Like, I would have gave that to a couple other people and maybe a little bit more firmly. But yeah. at the same time, it's like that is the reality. Like, I do need to be connecting with customers more. But it's like you have to sort of like it's weird you got to juggle this like all right how much volume do i want to do how much volume do i need to do how much volume can i handle mm. while still providing the experience that i'm trying to experience yeah or, tr- sorry trying to provide yeah. you know and um that was what what i couldn't do is like hey look like i'm trying to provide that genuine connective experience you know where people are feeling like i'm actually listening and yeah. i can't do that if i'm thinking about the next five drinks that i had to make yeah like shit to do yeah four and minutes ago I had yeah to and, the, <laughs> and the line that's like behind this person yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. have time to connect like i gotta get this order and get these you know things made yeah um just a line of impatient white women yeah as long as you like if you're not just being rude because you're there and you're overwhelmed but if you're just like hey how you doing like what you know like you're not uh, I, I give service workers a pass when I see when they're like, <laughs> yeah. yo, you're swamped. And like, you can be quick with me. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Like, here's my order. Please, thank you. Like, it's all good. I get it. It's hard. No, like, I uh, I got into coffee later because um, I started dating a, a, someone that worked at Starbucks, okay. a barista. So she'd bring me coffee all the time. Yeah. Said, Here, try this. Here, try that. Um, that's when I got into espresso. Hey. I really enjoyed yes. espresso shots. Those are. Those are but um no that's not true what? that is absolutely not true <laughs> what i think i remember the first time you had espresso and i think it was like a year ago when we right. were at um we were at arts oh, we district were at, yeah we were at that coffee and, shop uh, groundwork. Wait, wait, wait. oh no groundwork no. yeah because i know blue bottles down there too okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and a couple more but we were at groundwork across the street waiting for our camera guy who was fucking like an hour late <laughs> um for every shit we did that fucking yeah he was at least hour, oh, i had a little had my little late. had a little cup yeah and yellow cup and you're like why is it in a little cup it's like well, that shots, but never had it like it had a little coffee. Because like, you were just like, shocked oh, that it yeah, came yeah, in a little yeah, cup. Yeah. You're like, why? We're like, Javi, you've never had espresso before? Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. not like this. No, <laughs> I just had it in shots, but never like, but never did like an actual little cup. Oh, little, with the demi toss yeah, and the saucer. Thing. Did they yeah. give you the little yeah. seltzer water and the yeah, little yeah. chocolate or I something? Had, yeah. Oh, that's the money. No. So yeah. So what is it about that? Like, why that? Why the small? Is it like a gimmick thing? No, no, no. Is an actual purpose? So it goes back to like you know the whole sort of inciting incident to me getting into coffee it's yeah. like that pairing so it's like I, I i can see the point of just giving somebody a straight shot of espresso but i always love going to a shop where they give you the espresso with the demi tasse with like a chocolate or i've even seen dried fruit and then a little bit of like perrier or something like yeah, that yeah. Presentation. and uh, so the, the the presentation is one thing obviously people love something that looks all fancy and it is yeah instagram worthy yeah you know it, it needs to be photogenic one. yeah exactly yeah. it was like oh what's this where is this at right yeah. you get a buzz going but it actually all serves a purpose so that that carbonated water perrier or whatever you will sometimes they use like a little like a light tonic water or something mm-hmm. like that but it's for palate cleansing. So right. you have a sip of that before you have your coffee and it cleanses your palate. So you can enjoy the full range of flavor that you're gonna get in that shot. Mm. And then usually it's um, usually it's a chocolate. I've seen a biscuit um, and then like a, a biscuit, maybe a cracker is a better word. Um, and then uh, like a dried mango. Those are the only ones that I've seen. Yeah. You know? so that's a, it's a pretty good. Anything. Huh? I'm trying to remember if they because I know they gave me the, they gave me the seltzer water and they gave me this but I don't remember if they gave me like a chocolate or something I think they did but it was yeah. probably chocolate yeah. it, 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 most most places will do chocolate um I would say like nine out of ten places will give chocolate um but it's uh, something that usually goes well with the espresso flavors that you've got yeah. there so I mean most espressos are geared more towards having like a stronger body 
chocolatey, maybe nutty flavors because you got to think most people are going to add syrup to this. So what goes well with sort of a chocolatey base? Mm-hmm. Vanilla, caramel, hazelnut, whatever sort of sweetener you can think of is probably going to go well with that. Aside from that, milk, if you're just doing milk and espresso, yeah. chocolatey sort of espresso is going to be really tasty with that. So you have a little chocolate. So you can you know, munch on that while you're drinking your shot. I usually just have a sip of this. <laughs> this is how you know I'm like way too into it. I just have a sip of the, uh, the, the water. Uh-huh. And then I'll usually just sip through the entire shot. If it's really good, it goes really fast. And then I'll have the chocolate. I'll just usually throw it in my pocket for later. Yeah. But the time that I had uh, the dried mango, mm-hmm. it was with a shot um, made with some coffee from one of my favorite roasters um, called Sight Glass. They roast up in San Francisco. And um, I forget the name of the shop. It's down in San Diego. Um, cool little hybrid uh, coffee shop mm-hmm. slash like florist. Oh, interesting. Okay. interesting. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, the, the espresso was definitely more on like the fruity side mm-hmm. compared to mm-hmm. most other places where they, well, you'll have like a chocolatey shot. Yeah. So it was nice to have like that little piece of like dried mango. And I definitely like took a little piece off and had something. And I was like, ooh, this is good. You know, <laughs> See, it's not something that you think of coffee and fruit. With no, that. not at all. <laughs> it's usually just like coffee in the morning. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, I usually I have, you have it with like a croissant later. or something like that. Yeah. You know? And so I'm just glad there's people out there who, um, go through all this work to find out these pairings so I can just come in and just see it on the menu <laughs> and just like, yeah, I'll just get that. Because, yeah, if it wasn't for, I mean, people like that, people actually trying, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have, like, this quality shit. I mean, because, like, we, we, we make fun of, like, Starbucks and, and, yeah. and things like that. Like, it's just, like, we would, we've been fed shit for so long, we didn't yeah. know there's actually quality out there. And yeah, I think yeah. that's the biggest switch with people that we, were, that we touched on. Yeah, and I think it comes down to education. I yeah. was talking to somebody who's uh, he, he's in the industry as well, um, and he was saying, um, in he wants to for the customer provide them knowledge of what they're drinking. Mm-hmm. So that's like half the half the deal there. It's like yeah. you know, um, if you're in a busy setting like Starbucks, you know, you don't have the time to be like, oh hey, so like you're gonna experience these flavors while you're drinking. But um, if you're working at a you know a smaller a little bit slower, like a specialty coffee shop, yeah. you can take that time to like give that cup to the customer and be like, this is from Ethiopia. It's a natural process. So you're going to have something that's a lot sweeter, a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot more tasty. You're going to notice like fruit notes and it's going to be specifically like blueberry, maybe a little bit of citrus and some dark cocoa. Yeah. And they're going to be like, what? And then they're going to go <laughs> sit down and they're going to taste it and it'd be like, holy shit. This yeah. tastes like... <laughs> then they're wow. going to take a picture of it, post it on Instagram, put all that stuff in there like they already knew it and then their friends are going to come buy some. But then you business. also, you you sort of like open this channel for them to uh, communicate with you, ask you questions, you know, and yeah. you, you, you've now sort of uh, kind of like I don't know, lit a little fire where they're like, hey, like, I want to know more about what I'm drinking. Yeah. You know, I've told people who are like looking for a drink, you know, they're like, I don't want like a latte. It's too much milk. There's these fun little drinks called Gibraltars. Mm. And they're like a little bit smaller, probably like five ounces. It really depends on where you go and what kind of cup they're serving it in. But yeah. you get the shot and then it's just like a little bit of milk, but it's not steamed as hot as like a latte is. Mm. It's more like on the warm side, but it being warm, there's more sugars that are active in the milk. So you get like a sweeter yeah. milk, and when you add that in with the espresso, you just get this like delicious like, oh man, it's just so good. See, I've never had that before. You're you, go somewhere Where can I? I mean, because I know you don't you don't do Gibraltars, right? I can't do Gibraltars right now. Not yeah. from not from the bike. No, no, no. So where 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 would I be able to go get like a good Gibraltar? Mm-hmm. Got any good coffee shops around here? Like, like See, specialty like, shops? Yeah, no, none that I know of. Because like mm-hmm. I've been like my friend uh, Mike, me and him have been like we've made it a point to just like yo, we we don't. Get, well, I mean, we get out of our bubble, but like in terms of like we live in LA, we have tons of shit here. Yeah, you know, I'm like let's make it a point that we got to go try something new, new restaurant, new something. And mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll just like look it up, like all right, we want to kind of let's find some Indian food place. And yeah, so we'll Google, we'll go to an Indian food place. Um, but in terms of like coffee, I wanted to do that, but I don't know. I only know of like Blue Bottle, like Groundwork, gotcha, Intelli- gotcha, Intelligence, gotcha. Intelligentsia. Yeah, Intelligentsia, yeah, yeah. those places. But I'm like, I know there are other places. I just don't know. I feel that. Where the quality is, or where they're really at. It's funny that you that you mentioned. Uh, I've I never heard of Groundwork honestly until last night. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was just like browsing around. I was like, Groundwork, huh? Maybe I've heard mention of it or something, mm-hmm. but it's stuck last night. Yeah. Um, Intelligentsia and Blue Bottle uh, have spots all over the state. So Blue Bottle, I know for a fact, has like stuff in New York, mm-hmm. and stuff in LA as well. And then uh, sometime last year, they were bought out by Nestle. 
thing. I know. I remember they did get bought and out. And then I don't remember if Intelligentsia got bought out by somebody, but they're also pretty big. So they yeah. they they started in Chicago, and then like they have stuff in LA. Mm-hmm. I think they have a little shop at Lakma. They, they oh, yeah. oh yeah. Right there. I, I, I found out about Groundwork is because uh, they had this uh, dark roast called mm-hmm. Bitches Brew, um, which is the name of a Miles Davis album, yeah. Bitches Brew. Um, and so that's how I first heard about it. I'm like, what? That, all right, let me see. And then, yeah, they're pretty decent, but I hated that it was a kind of a gimmicky way for me to find out about it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. It works. And they you got know? you. They yeah. got you. Yeah. <laughs> um, coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. So you can, I mean, you can start at Yelp. It's a good spot. And just yeah. look up what's around, mm-hmm. but... Um, I know there's a lot of specialty coffee in like the OC area. So um, I've actually, <laughs> so you know, some people will go on bar crawls. Mm. I've gone on a coffee crawl before and that's really fun, but you get really caffeinated. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, um, yeah. Like, yeah, no, we, I think we hit probably four, three or four spots. Yeah, no, at the end of it, we were like, God, okay, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like anymore. after the second spot, I'd just be in the fucking you know, the bathroom, <laughs> yeah. just blowing it up. Like, I'm done. No, I but you're talking, like, I went on, I went on a crawl with, like, other baristas that I worked with at the time. Yeah. Like, if you're working on the machine, and you're doing it right, you gotta dial in your espresso, and so, like, I've, oh, man, I've had times where I've, been like eight shots deep nine Ooh. shots deep where yeah. i was like i can't get these specs right and i'm sitting here like Whoa. i can feel every freaking <laughs> fabric <laughs> on my like yeah. skin right now like uh, the air yeah, yeah. Dude, like i can feel the air like going to yeah it's just not pretty <laughs> like i can see the, your heart and that your point, you, you got a couple cappuccinos over a couple mm. hours you're, you're fine yeah, so yeah. down there I've, I've gone to we, we i think we went to uh, this place called common room mm. Walking distance away is a place called uh, Daydream. And this is where? Uh, down in OC, Costa Mesa, or like Newport, something like that. Okay. Um, Common Room, Daydream. And then we went over to downtown Santa Ana, and they have Hopper Ember. That's a really good spot. Um, they have Hidden House, and they have Portola. We didn't hit all those spots, but mm. if you just wanted to hit five yeah. shops, boom, right there. There you go. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Even if you're just going for the, for, yeah. you know, for like make it a day trip or whatever. Another thing you could do is go down to San Diego. They have so much coffee. It's ridiculous down there. Well, coffee I, uh, San Diego is my favorite place in the world. Eight. Like, my favorite city, you know, um, in terms of just, like, with, with beer. Um, it's just a beautiful fucking city. The people are nice. Yeah. And, um, I mean, Comic-Con, uh, Comic-Con? I mean, it has everything I want down there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I fucking love that place. Um, if you I'm, ever just, you're like, hey, man, I have the day off. I'm in this area. Hit me up and be like, where do I go? Yeah. <laughs> I'll look something up for you. And say, go over there. Try this. Let me know what you think. <laughs> no, I'm curious. Because I have I have a uh, sort of a policy when I go to like a Mexican spot. I always get like a, bit, a good judge of the food is uh, if I order a carne asada taco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, it's a, if, if you fuck up the carne asada taco, I don't want to eat the Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just leave. So <laughs> for you, when you go to a coffee shop, it's like the one thing you order. And you're like, if you fuck this up, I'm not interested. Like, oh, is there sort of a way? Man. That's you have tough. some sort of thing? That's tough. Um, for for me, I love going to a shop and getting espresso. And as much as I love like a good cup of drip coffee or like you know coffee made with the V60 or whatever you will, yeah. Um, I don't drink that as much anymore. And there's so many different ways to do that. That's kind of hard to gauge. Yeah. How everything else is gonna taste based off sure. of a black cup of coffee. Um, if you're a black cup of coffee drinker, then yeah. obviously you're gonna just get a black cup of coffee yeah. and you're either gonna like it or you're not. But if you're trying to sort of like, hey, should I come back here or should I spend a couple more bucks here? Go for a shot of espresso. If you can, you know, really uh, enjoy like a good shot of espresso, if you're somebody mm-hmm. who can just go for espresso, then having a shot, you're gonna know, hey, are they are they are they good or are they just kind of like, eh, or are they like, whoa, not yeah. coming back here? See, <laughs> I like that you brought that up, like. Um, What's your litmus test for at the places? Litmus, yeah. <laughs> I like um, that. <laughs> so my, I had the same thing. My friend Michael, I was just talking about, we were going to food places. What started it is uh, we were we were hanging out one day, and he's like, "Yo, I went to this like soul food restaurant, and um, the food wasn't really that good. I didn't really like <laughs> it that much. My soul yeah. was just not. <laughs> yeah, and um, um, and I was like, cause he, he's he's a little Filipino dude, one of my best friends, and like, oh, where where did you go? Um, to get this and he's like oh it was somewhere in like downtown Covina I'm like well, well fucking that's the reason why like I don't even have to go there like you got it from Covina I know it's shit like if you yeah. want like good soul food you gotta go kind of the hood like if you're in like kind of like you're in the hood like 
you see a soul food place, like nine times out of ten, it's probably gonna be pretty good. If you, you walk in, yeah, and if yeah. you walk in and one of their drinks are Kool Aid, like you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're <laughs> probably gonna test it. Yeah, like if you walk in and they're like drink, they have their soda, and then you see in the back the little Kool Aid thing going. I'm like, okay, you're. You in don't a good even one. look at the menu. You just like, open the door and kind of like, look in. Is there Kool Aid going in? You're, you're in a good place. Like you're in a good place. You'll be yeah. fine. Oh man, that's a, it's the same thing with like Mexican restaurants. If it's a Mexican restaurant and like. A fucking terrible like strip mall. Food's probably gonna be great. Oh yeah! Like I went to this Mexican restaurant um, in the OC, where it was this really fancy, you know, one of the really fancy Mexican restaurants. And I'm not saying that all Mexican food is cheap, but like, I went to this Mexican restaurant. It was stuffy, and I was just like, ah, the food was okay at best. Mm-hmm. But like, nah. But if you're going down on the street corner and it's like 11, 10 at night, and they just got the little cart out there with a light and Blanca's back shit. there, fucking like, oh, <laughs> so you're gonna have a good time. When I went to Mexico, that's all I did. I was like. My, my aunt was like, hey, do you want to go get pizza? I'm like, nah, fuck that. Take me to the dingiest fucking taco stand you got. The best one. And yeah, it's wow. like some old lady that doesn't wash her fucking hands and she's just fucking chopping. Well, one of the best tacos I ever had, I was in Mexico at this like border town in like Texas. And it was these two old, like old, old sun, <laughs> yeah. just sun beating down old like Mexican people. The dude Skin only had like two fingers on one hand. Oh man! And he was just fucking like making these tacos, and oh god, they were amazing. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, just like if, it, if it's a street person, and it's like, well, it's because like you know what I think with that is, and I think it kind of goes down to the whole like, um, you know, do they have Kool Aid running in the back? Is it a small spot? Are yeah. They, or, like, what are, what are they Who's trying cooking? to save face by having this overproduced like look? Yeah. Or are they just saying, hey, look, dude, like you want to come back here? It's gonna be because of the food. Those are the people where like they're passionate about it it's not right, just like yeah. oh i'm coming in to like make a buck or two it's like no like not only is this my bread and butter but this is what i love yeah and i want you to love it as much as i do I'm a big believer in you know energy and like mm-hmm. investment of energy and you know just flow of energy and stuff like that and like if if you can tell i think when you take a bite or take a sip of something yeah was there energy invested in this? Was there love yeah. in that motherfucker? Yeah. It's like, you know, okay, look, Budweiser offers like a really consistent beer, but it's like, hey, look, like, we're following the recipe, we're following the steps, and we're making our buck, but you want like a really good, flavorful, strong yeah. sort of beer, you gotta go to a brewery where there's guys there sweating over what hops they're using, how much malt, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And the same goes for coffee. I mean, like, you can, you can definitely get a really consistent cup of coffee from Starbucks, yeah, but or if Dunkin you Donuts or, or Dunkin' like or Seven Eleven or whatever you will, but, but you want you, that pause, like what kind of food or any kind of drink that pause, like that first bite or that first sip where you just oh, dude, I live oh, for that. I live God, for that. God damn, that's that. good. That's good. Oh man, for anything, you need that pause. If you get that pause, like that's yeah. it. You 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 won. You won. And then yeah. and then it's just about making sure they come back and that you do it again. Mm-hmm. The same oh yeah, if, if any kind of like place makes me have that pause, like we're going back. Yeah. Like there's this a cheesecake place I go to in Inglewood called Harriet. <laughs> I remember me, me, me and Mike, we went there one day, and we uh, they have a bunch of different kinds, and we just we, we each got a slice. And yeah, same thing. My first bite, I was just I couldn't even talk. I was just like, you're like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yo, what do you think? What do you think of the no, cheesecake? No, I, I was just like, man, I just slid it to him. Like, take a bite of mine. I'm like, Jesus, it was like a, it was like a German chocolate cheesecake. Oh, dude, and it was the best thing I've ever eaten. But that, that's how I had the same experience when I had soul food at, I told you, oh, really, uh, Chef Marilyn's. Yeah. It was the first time. And it's mm-hmm. like this dingy, fuck, not dingy. Yeah. It's much nicer now. But like when I first went there, it was like kind of crappy on the outside. It had nice little signs in the Chef Marilyn's. And like I remember walking, it's no frills, no, you know, yeah, not yeah. a lot of stuff. It's just the food. And yeah, I'm really yeah, walking in, I'm like, everything smells really good. Yeah. And I remember having that first th- uh, first bite. It was, they had a um, smothered chicken, is the is yeah. like fried chicken, just. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Gravy. I remember, like, I took the first bite and I was just like, "Did you want to die a little bit, like, yeah. in a good way?" Do that deep breath, like, <laughs> just taking it in. Just like, yeah. I can't. Like, it's a sensory. You experience. almost want to start crying. Like, yeah. how could something this beautiful like yeah. exist? The texture, the flavor, the smell—it all comes together. Oh. And that's that's what. That, and you know what? I I I would encourage people to drink coffee that same way because yeah. it, it, if you're having a good cup of coffee, it's a sensory experience. Not only are you tasting these these flavors, you know, but you got a mouthfeel that's going on. You got aromas that's going on. Like, if you guys smell the, the cup of coffee that you have in front of you, mm. what sort of aromas do you get? Let's just let's just do this real yeah, quick. Well, I mean, I already so, finished the second cup you gave oh, me. So. Well, here, let's <laughs> get you. Let's get you. I'm gonna get you. Well, I definitely get like I definitely get the roast. That's some roastiness in there, man. It's obviously, it's coffee, but like right, it's inevitable. You got a little bit of like a, a sort of a, a 
I don't I want to. Wait, like a dark chocolate sort of? Chocolate. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, especially like a dark chocolate. So that that dark chocolateness is characteristic of coffee that's coming from South Latin America, that yeah. area down there. If you're gonna smell a cup of Ethiopian coffee, it's usually gonna be a little bit more fruity smelling. Lots right? of earthy too. A little bit earthy, yeah, definitely. Um, I believe this coffee is wash processed, and uh, maybe it's. So I have I have trouble remembering. What does that mean? Wash process. So there's like a few different process methods for coffee because like you know it starts out as the cherry. You have to remove the cherry before you get to like the little bean. So mm -hmm. um, you have natural wash or semi wash. Uh, natural, you just throw all the cherries out on like a big bed, mm -hmm. and then like the sun sort of dries the coffee, oh, okay. like the, the cherry, and it just falls off, and you kind of mill it off, and then you have the bean. Uh, wash, you kind of like soak it, it gets it all soft, then you mill it off. You have the bean and then semi-wash, you kind of have like a weird hybrid of the two. It's oh, okay. That one's a little bit more confusing. I don't see that one as much. You you have more consistent flavors, I feel like, and more desirable flavors from the wash and uh, natural process, um, which you'll see in like a lot of craft shops if you go in there. Yeah. But when you take a sip of this, before you even try like the flavor, mm -hmm. what, 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 how does it feel? On, on the It's sweet? very like, it's very smooth, mm -hmm. like in a way... Um, I don't want to be cliche, but it's like very soft and like kind of like silky, yeah. like across your tongue. Like it's yeah, very, mouth feels very like yeah, kind of light, but not like too light. Like kind of like for like me, a very smooth, like a very like a light creamy kind of a like mouth. Oh, feel. there you go. Yeah, like a nice light creamy. It's 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 clean, mm. right? It, and and that kind of that's a, a descriptor that they use. So it's like, are you getting these flavors that are sticking around, or is it just like? It's there and it sort of like melts away. Mm -hmm. This is a concentrate. So you would think that it would be like a little bit more of like a syrupy or like thicker flavor or, yeah. or, 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 or sorry, mouthfeel, right? But it's not. Yeah. Why oh. is that? No. But I've done coffee from Ethiopia where you get like, you know, I'll brew, I won't brew it as, as, a, uh, as a concentrate. Like I've done a V60, you know, they'll do the pour over yeah. with a coffee from Ethiopia and I would. I, I literally had to examine like what, <laughs> what had brewed because when you tasted it, it tasted had a, this mouthfeel that was just so syrupy. Like mm. it, it felt like syrup on yeah. the palate. It was a trip, and I was like, "This, no, no, no." I picked up the decanter. I was like swirling it around. I even like poured a little bit on my hand, and I was like feeling it. I was like, "No, dude, this is same viscosity as water to, yeah, to, right, the, right. to the eye, to the touch, whatever." But the second that you taste it. It's like a completely different experience. There's a sensory detail that you're getting from your cup. Mm -hmm. And then aside from that, it's like you're going to get different flavors across the palate too. So it's like how does it taste on the front or the sides or the back or whatever. It's yeah. like you can you can really delve into a cup of, of coffee. And that goes for a latte or a shot of espresso or whatever it is that you're drinking. Like mm -hmm. what experience are you having while drinking the cup? You know, yeah. it's like, hey, I drink coffee for the same reason anybody else does. I want to, I want to wake up. I want to have some energy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it also gives me a chance to sort of, uh, I don't want to say slow it down, but just like, hey, let me take a sec to enjoy this. Yeah. You know, and like, really pay attention to what's happening. Mm -hmm. You get hot coffee, like in a V60 or a pour over or something like that. If you take a little while to drink on it, you kind of sip on it, whatever. It's gonna go through changes in temperature, right. oh, yeah. and you get different, different flavors. flavors. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. and uh, I I might be tripping, but I've noticed that in certain beers too. Like, oh, I get a little get a little flight, and I'll, I like to take a sip off the top of everything. Mm. But then, you know, you come back to this one at the very end after you're done with the other three or four, or whatever, right, right. and it's completely different than mm -hmm. when when you started. Aside from the fact that you've had four other, you know, yeah, cups beer. of alcohol, yeah. but you know, it's like the temperature alone is like enough to bring out different flavors and. You know, then, you know, as a beer warms up, it also depends on like on their uh, carbonation retention, like or head retention, like mm -hmm. it, it does change. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a very curious thing. Isn't know? it weird? It makes it fun though. Yeah, it yeah. does. Because and and for me, a good cup of like hot coffee is no sip is going to be the same. No, no little yeah. sip. Like I'm taking a little journey all the way to the bottom of the cup. <laughs> all right. So I think how long we've been on here? We've been wait what? How long? Oh, we're we're about, an about an hour. So we can probably kind of wrap it up. But before we go, like, Jake, where, where can people find you? Which I'm, I'm like, saying plenty. No, I know, <laughs> yeah, I know, okay. I know. I was just trying to think of some smart-ass response. <laughs> no, but yeah. Nothing came to mind. I was yeah. like, I thought about it too hard. Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, my handle's at legacy underscore collective. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a website, Drink Legacy Coffee. 
Mm-hmm. You sure? Drinklegacycoffee.com. Drink Legacy. Yeah, People yeah. can actually buy your coffee online, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can, you, it's a, it's kind of a different ordering process um, than like you know one might be used to. Um, you don't like add anything to a cart and then like pay for it there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like an order form on the website. Yeah. And uh, you just fill out like, okay, I want a 32-ounce bottle or a 64-ounce bottle. Mm-hmm. Or if you want me to come out and cater like, I don't know, a party or a brunch day or mm-hmm. whatever the heck you're doing, you just send in a little contact form and then I'll get back to you personally like via email mm-hmm. or if you want to get, you know, a follow-up by phone, you just let me know. Let me know how much you want what you know sort of day part you want it delivered you like an a.m delivery or p.m delivery or whatever and then we kind of handle the rest just by talking a little bit and all right i like that because it's a little bit more human than just being like all right oh, yeah, then, let yeah, me just get just, my coffee whenever it's like yeah. no, no, no i want i want to you know figure out yeah exactly yeah. um it really like try to make it easy for you you know aside from having to like kind of organize like when you're getting it i just want to mm. make it convenient for you so it's like hey you got work until 547 I'll bring it to your work at 548 if you want it before you leave yeah you're not gonna get that yeah really anybody else so that's that's really awesome and uh, so yeah those those two places you can you can find me right now Um, no Twitter or nothing like that I'm just trying Mm -hmm. to keep it kind of simple it's a little bit easier to handle yeah it's it's perfect but yeah no I've had I had a great time sitting down talking with you I'm glad you came in thank you you for the invite I do appreciate it very much yeah no problem like I I knew you'd be perfect for this now I do have one more question yeah yeah, I just thought of it right now and I was like why don't we cover this it's terrible Um, so uh, before we let you go um, one thing that's been popping up uh Everywhere is you know weed legalization is getting closer and closer and closer, right? <laughs> okay. And you said weed like weed legalization. It yeah. is legal. Well, I mean, yeah, it's getting more like more like accepted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But um, something that's been uh, coming up recently is now there's now word of like coffee shops, like weed coffee shops. Yeah. Is that something like oh, like pairing be... like weed and coffee? Yeah, because yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, sure like sure. most people, I'm sure you know people smoke weed, and like I I love having. There's nothing better for me than like if I'm at home and I have a coffee and I smoke a joint. It's fucking <laughs> right. Um, is that something that like would be on the radar, like that kind of pairing? Like, would you work with like a dispensary to do like a tasting with like? Hmm. Or is that I something that's on the radar? I, at all? I I I think like there. I so actually um, at a coffee shop that I used to work at, there was a guy who would come in, and he actually has like a CBD infused cold brew. I don't know if you guys have oh, tried sure. that. It's pretty good. It's like it's really odd because you do get like that sort of awakeness, but then you do feel like your shoulders your drop from the from the CBD. So it's like something like, it's a very different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was gonna, you know, go into anything like weed related, I would probably look into, you know, doing like CBD along with yeah. stuff, just cause it's a little bit more um, friendly, if that makes sense yeah. To, yeah, yeah. to just like your average everyday person. But I know like Amsterdam has spots where you can yeah. pick out whatever weed you want and then like you know your sit coffee, coffee. And yeah. sit down and chill and, and do that and I think that's pretty cool but yeah it's a cool <laughs> idea but I mean there's already enough people fucking slacking around in coffee shops yeah down, right, exactly we don't, yeah, yeah. Add, we don't need to add stoners in there too like <laughs> no. bitch I want to sit down no I, mean, I love that because like I mean I, I'm looking forward to the, day that, to the day that I you know bring my laptop and do some work but have a coffee but well I'll smoke a joint yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think there's definitely a market for it. Me personally, I want to focus on the coffee. That's my deal. And like, yeah. hey, look, man, you wanna, you wanna smoke and have your coffee? Go for it. <laughs> I want you to enjoy your coffee like this, you know. And 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 maybe if you you know if you frequent shops where you're able to smoke a joint and have some coffee, maybe you can share something with your with your with your buddy next to you, you know. And right. Know, hey, look, I went to this other shop and like, let's try this coffee a little differently mm-hmm. and uh, do it like that. I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting to see how weed legalization is starting starting to find its way into Everything trades and all over the place. I mean, I, I just followed someone on Instagram the other day who does like a lot of like CBD, uh, like lotions and chapsticks oh, and stuff, so oils much. and There's stuff like that. So and it's it amazing. Now. It's like, you know what, like what, f- even five years ago, no one would have even thought of doing oh, no. shit like that. You know? Well, now there are beers with like THC or Yeah, CBD, I've seen that like, too. Oof. It's oh, interesting to see like weird... the... Uh, Mm, it's, it's, it's an innovative um, like new sort of like frontier for a lot of uh, for a lot of um, industries oh, yeah. and so it's it's awesome to see like how it's sort of being integrated with those industries and how they're using it to mm. sort of pioneer like new products or new approaches or you know this or that or the other it's it's, it's very interesting yeah. All right. 
think that's it. We covered everything. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you again, Jacob. Jacob Ramirez for uh, coming down. Remember, uh, you can find him on Instagram, Legacy underscore Collective. Or at just Legacy underscore Collective. Yes, at sir. Legacy underscore Collective. And then his website if you want to buy a bottle. Yeah. Drink and and I, also take, um, I also take orders through Instagram. So Perfect. follow Instagram. Whatever is easier for you. Again, it's all about the ease for, for you. Uh, I want to make it easy and enjoyable and hopefully fruitful and knowledge bringing all right yeah, i like that that was beautiful, that was beautiful. <laughs> that's a good that's a good note to end on um all right well thank you very very much for listening and uh we'll see you next week again thank you again for coming. of course thank you guys all right. cheers